You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Wednesday, August 17th. We're talking Reds baseball today with our Reds reporter, Mark Sheldon. Mark, a uh, nice win last night for the Reds. They finally beat the Marlins for the first time in uh, five tries this year, 6-3 was the final, and uh, Disco remains unbeaten at Great American Ballpark this year. Anthony uh, DiScofani was solid. The big story, and uh, the bigger story in my mind, though, uh, Tucker Barnhart, first inning grand slam, turned a 1-1 game into a 5-1 game, the first granny of his career, and the Reds did not look back. And, of course, Barnhart has been the starting backstop since Devin Mezzarocco went down with the season-ending injury very early in the 2016 campaign. And I got to think, Mark, at the very least, uh, Barnhart – is giving Reds management something to think about with regards to next season in terms of uh, possibly challenging Mezzarocco for that starting job in 2017. Do you agree, or is that still Mezzarocco's to lose no matter what? I think it's Mezzarocco's to lose no matter what, in part because of, of, I hate to say this, but the finances. Mezzarocco's got a four-year contract and two years remaining, so it, it does behoove the Reds to try to get some value out of that deal and get Mezzarocco healthy and, and back catching. But it does have a nice option if Mezzarocco is no longer able to catch for whatever reason or has to move to a different position or is just unable to play. They really have a, a nice option in Tucker Barnhart. Uh, he's, you know, the last two years, he's been a, a dependable backup. And, uh, you know, last year he split a lot of the catching duties with Brian Pena when Mezzarocco was also hurt. So it's it's been a plus. He's been a defensive-minded catcher all the way through his uh, professional time. He was going up in the minor leagues. He was a, a minor league gold glover. And but he's also been able known for you know getting on base and being patient. But now he's showing that he can hit some too. He's got a little power. He's got seven home runs. He's riding a 12-game hitting streak. He's raised his average about 50 points. So he's he's on to some good things. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, like you said, he's been known for the glove uh, all throughout the minor leagues and his ascent to the majors. He threw out D. Gordon last night trying to steal second base. That's no small feat. As you brought up the uh, 12-game hitting streak and uh, potentially. If he maintains uh, this offensive surge and he keeps playing defense the way that we know he can, is he a possible uh, trade chip in the offseason, assuming that Mezzarocco is back to full health and full production next year? I tell you what, I wouldn't do that just because you don't know what Mezzarocco is going to bring. Obviously, they were expecting Mezzarocco to be healthy this year, and uh, it didn't happen. I mean, they do have some catching depth in the minors in the sense they have a couple of younger prospects like Tyler Stevenson, but he's still a couple of years away. I, I would hang on to Barnhart. He's great insurance, and uh, he, he really is a, a good young player that, that really works well with the staff. And I think just nowadays, especially with just injuries in general in game, but the catching position is such a tough position to have enough depth for. I, I think you got to have at least two quality catchers on the roster if you can, and uh, they, can, they can certainly carry him right now. Yeah, that seems to be the case in this day and age. Uh, one guy is not enough. You need two above-average guys to get through the hall and the grind of a 162-game season. And Tucker Barnhart has been a, a big story uh, for the Reds this year in 2016. Uh, Mark, a little bit off track, but last night uh, we saw Ichiro with a triple in the ninth inning. He now has one hit in every current Major League ballpark, and even for someone like yourself, who's uh, been at this for a while now, you've seen plenty of uh, living legends, you know, in the in the clubhouse, on the field, and so on and so forth. But do you still feel, you know, I guess, I don't know what the right word is, lucky or, or privileged maybe when you see a guy like each row as he winds down what is obviously going to be a Hall of Fame career? Certainly. I, he's one of those guys, since he came up with Seattle, even where even as a writer, you kind of stop and just watch him because he's, 
he's a, a unique player. He has a sort of an aura about him that's that's a little different than than a lot of players, and and it, it's it's just he's an interesting fellow. He, he's he carries himself with a lot of with a lot of grace and dignity. He plays the game right. He, he does just collect hits, and he played. He used to have a really great arm in right field. He had a rifle arm, so he was always fun to watch. And it's just cool to watch him set up for at bats and, and do what he does. And uh, yeah, I, I guess I wasn't too surprised that he didn't have a hit at Great American Ballpark, only because of the the interleague stuff. He's played most of his career in the American League, and only been with the Marlins a short time. So he was uh, 0 for 10 going into that at bat and then hit the triple. So it was pretty cool. There weren't a lot of fans here to see it. Of course, fans here still regard Pete Rose as, uh, as the, the gold standard for, for hitting. And there's been always been that little minor controversy about who had more hits because each row had more hits when you add his Japanese uh, baseball career together. But uh, Pete Rose is still the hit king, of course. Everyone knows that. And even Pete, when I talked to him recently, was pretty gracious about Ichiro and said he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And it's always nice to watch a Hall of Fame player in person. Yeah, it certainly is. And great point about, uh, you know, the the Pete Rose part of that equation because there was that, you know, little, I don't know, fallouts uh, before when Ichiro was approaching right. the, the all-time or the combined hits record, if you will, for professional baseball. And uh, Pete made some comments that did not go over well with the media, did not reflect upon him uh, well personally, but I think he's kind of backtracked from that since then. Yes. And he's shown nothing but graciousness and appreciation towards Ichiro, as everybody has. So a very cool moment last night to see Ichiro Finally get that elusive hit in the Queen City. He's now got a hit in every Major League ballpark. That's a pretty cool thing. Uh, going back to Monday's game, that was also 6-3, but this time in favor of the Fish. Uh, that loss made worse by the loss of Billy Hamilton. He went crashing into the wall on a fly ball by Martin Prado, and Hamilton left the game with a knee contusion. Hamilton did not play uh, Tuesday. What is the latest on him? Yeah, he. I wouldn't expect him to play today. Uh, I haven't gone to the clubhouse to see how he's doing, but Tell you what, he, he wasn't just sore in the knee. The knee was the one of the many areas of soreness he felt. He basically felt like he was sore over the entire right side of his body from hitting that wall in center field. Uh, kind of compared it to a car crash. You know, he, he runs upwards of 20 to 21 miles an hour, and then he's hitting a cement wall that's beneath some padding. So it does feel like he's been beat up pretty much. And uh, as he noted, the wall is undefeated against him. He, he's banged into the wall a few times, a couple of times, or one time he had a concussion from it. Uh, he just, he's not afraid to give up his body to make a play. And every now and again, he pays for it and he has to sit a couple of days till he, he gets comfortable again. I would imagine that he might be able to, he didn't do anything yesterday other than get treatment. I would imagine today he's probably going to get some more treatment, maybe move around a little bit. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does some baseball activity, uh, on Thursday and we'll see where he is. And of course he's stealing bases at a ridiculous rate, even by his lofty standards. And, uh, you know, Mark, I imagine it's got to be a little tricky, in terms of a balancing act for a manager, when you have a guy like Hamilton, he's going to go through a brick wall, as you've said, to make a play. But that obviously puts himself at risk for injury. We've seen this more than once now. And, you know, you never, ever want to tell a guy to, I guess, hustle less or compete less. But at the same time, you want to do everything you can to preserve that player's health. And we kind of saw this a couple of years ago with uh, Bryce Harper of the Nationals. Uh, he played right field with a reckless abandon crashed into a couple of walls, uh, spent some time on the DL and could never really get on track. He was finally uh, fully healthy last year for the first time, and we saw the ridiculous numbers he put up. So maybe a similar situation here with uh, Billy Hamilton. How do the Reds kind of approach this whole thing where, again, it's tough to tell a guy, you know, compete less or, 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 or hustle less, but at the same time, you don't want to keep seeing the guy get hurt. Correct, yeah. Brian Price uh, 
was asked about that, and he said there's been no uh, efforts by the club yet to approach Hamilton about dialing it down a notch. Uh, they really would hate to take away the aggressive nature of his play because it's really served him well. The, the defense certainly bailed him out and kept him in the lineup every day when he wasn't hitting and because he can make plays like that and he can run down balls. In the first inning, he took a, a hit away from Ozuna uh, just purely with his speed. He, he also hit the chain link part of the fence by the bullpen, not quite as hard, but it's one of those things. He just has that extra degree of speed that no one else seems to have in the base, in baseball than maybe D. Gordon and uh, certainly not in the outfield. And if he, if he dialed, he's even said himself, he makes stupid plays. He does some things that he shouldn't be doing sometimes, whether it's, you know, the way he runs the bases or, or plays defense, but that's the only gear he knows. He doesn't know how to take, take it down a notch. So uh, at this point, unless it becomes a chronic thing where he's really missing a lot of games or he takes a, some time out of the lineup for an extended period, he's going to keep going at, at sixth gear. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard when, you know, you have that gear and when you see a ball in the air, you can't tell yourself in the heat of the moment, okay, you know, let's let's dial it down a few gears. That's just not in some people. It's certainly not in Billy Hamilton. You want to catch every ball, make every play, no matter what the potential cost may be to your health or your body. And unfortunately, at least this uh, last occasion on Monday, it's certainly, uh, you know, Hamilton paid the price and he's going to miss at least a couple days. Uh, on the pitching end of things, Mark, it, uh, it finally happened for Cody Reed. Uh, not his first win, but it being a demotion to the minors after another poor start against the Brewers Sunday in Milwaukee. And this was on the heels of that tremendous start he made against the Cardinals, where he was yet again deprived of that elusive first big league win because of that uh, awful meltdown by the bullpen in the ninth inning that game. And I know that Brian Price, all along, he said, you know what, uh, Reed belongs in the majors, he's got the stuff to compete at this level, and he would gain nothing by facing AAA hitters once again. Yet, the Reds did make the move. Did they simply feel that they had reached a breaking point with Reed because he'd been struggling so bad for so long now? Yeah, I mean, at some point, you can't keep getting your teeth kicked in and have it not affect you. And uh, the one thing that they really want him to work on is is just to work on his pitches, work on his delivery, get you know, they thought of some of his pitches, especially his fastball and slider, just kind of came in flat across the across the plate and were getting hammered. He's a big guy, 6'5". He's got a power left arm, and they want him to have the pitches kind of coming on a downward plane, a little more power to him, a little more, you know, oomph to his delivery, but at the same time to slow down. He, he rushed, and I think when he was rushing, it was also causing his pitches not to – not to have the same effect that they did when he was going well. And I think if he takes it down, slows it down a little bit, gets comfortable, I, I think, they, and they think he's going to be uh, he's going to be a successful pitcher in the major leagues. Essentially, this is only a two-week kind of uh, maybe like three-week demotion. He's going to be down, uh, and then he'll be back when the when the rosters expand on September 1st, on or around that. So they'll give him an opportunity to, to work on some things. They're going to kind of skip his turn in the, in the, in the Louisville rotation, let him have a couple of side bullpen sessions to recalibrate. Uh, he'll probably have a couple of starts at Louisville, and then they'll see what either, whether he works at the bullpen or in the major league uh, rotation when he comes back in September. Yeah, I think the big thing is to get him some confidence because when you, yeah. when you lose that, when things start to go haywire between your ears, that can really throw everything else off balance if they get him back on track a couple of AAA starts. Rosters expand in September, and hopefully he can show everybody what he is capable of because we've only seen that in brief stretches so far through his first uh, uh, 10 big league starts. Mark, that'll put a wrap on this one. Next week we'll definitely talk about the uh, first home start for Homer Bailey at Great American Ballpark in 20, uh, since 2014. 
That's really hard to believe. I'm sure it'll be a, a great ovation from the Reds fans tonight when they hear Homer's name and when he takes the mound for the first time. We'll talk about that next week. But in the meantime, it is Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cincinnati Reds. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.